Yo, what is up guys? Amir Fazeli here from Adonis Athletics, where the strong belong, and you're listening to another episode of Bars, Plates and Protein Shakes. So, just finished a deadlift uh, workshop that we had on today. Uh, this workshop was unlike uh, most other ones in the sense that it wasn't just about people turning up and uh, deadlifting together as a group and uh, you know me talking generalistically about the deadlift and everybody having some fun and then going home. The point of it was to unpurposely have a smaller group uh, because I wanted to pay more individual attention to every single lifter that is attending so that I can uh, let them know where their particular weaknesses is um, and what kind of accessory exercises or variation exercises they need to do to improve their deadlift, how to make those changes within their program uh, and for how long and what they can realistically ex expect in the next uh, three, six, eight and 12 months of uh, deadlift training. One thing uh, that was a recurring sort of theme as part of uh, the workshop today was the idea that sessions have to be really hard. I mean, a lot of the people that were in attendance were not competing powerlifters. They were just people who, who like powerlifting, who like strength training, who like doing their squats, their bench press, their deadlifts, and uh, are pursuing strength alongside uh, muscle building. So power building. If you want to think of it that way and these are guys who have been training uh, you know since their uh, mid-teens late teens and uh, they're just they're just guys who just really enjoy their training and just getting strong and being strong and big and a lot of the thought processes and ideologies that go with um, especially older school trainees is the whole notion of go hard or go home. And so a recurring theme that was occurring uh, within the workshop was this idea that sessions have to be hard and, and the reps have to be uh, grindy reps and, and hard reps. Every set has to be pushed to almost its limit. Uh, and that's how you train and, and that's how you know you've done the, the right training. And you know, this is something that I had uh, that I had an idea of. Yeah, this is how it's supposed to be. This is how training is supposed to be. Uh, in my earlier years of training, where sessions were just really hard, they were brutal, you're really driving yourself into the ground, and you, you know, because you're thinking that that's how you got to train. If you want to get results, that's how you got to go. And while it is true that you need to push your body uh, beyond uh, its, its boundaries, beyond its limits, it is important to do that for various reasons, not just because physically uh, that's how your body will adapt and improve, but also psychologically, mentally, it's, it's great as a competitor, especially if you, if you want to be competing, uh, to consistently put yourself in those positions, obviously, as long as it's smart, to be able to overcome that position and that place and push through it mentally. It makes a huge difference in regards to being able to deal with uh, pressure situations, competitive situations, pushing through either a physical pain or mental pain. 
uh, and it can sort of take you uh, definitely in a uh, you know a long way it's a good skill set to have let's just put it that way but as far as consistent training you know you're training being consistently that hard where you're always pushing you're always grinding reps set after set exercise after exercise week after week that's not always a great thing and what what can happen is is uh, that you start to drive your body into the ground where you do you do make progress although it's slow but because the progress is there even though it's slow you think you're doing the right thing because there is progress it's only when you uh, change things and you pull back a fair bit from the extreme stresses you're putting on your system and therefore you recover a little bit faster that you start to realize that you you didn't need to train that hard uh, sometimes less is more because the pressure you're putting on, on your body you don't recover fast enough from that uh, for you to have adequate recovery session to session and so if you're lucky enough to recover you recover at a, at a, a rate where your improvements week on week or session on session or however often it is that you you choose to measure it is slower than it it can be slower than it has to be I learned it myself uh, through personal experience in my earlier years when I used to push my body a little bit harder in training uh, because I was of that mental sort of process thinking you got to really push yourself uh, to, to get the results and I did get the results uh, but later on when I went through different uh, training phases and cycles where my knowledge in regards to training was better and improved I realized that I was making better progress or at least the same amount of progress doing less work, uh, doing less work in terms of uh, total exercise numbers and uh, doing less work in terms of uh, pushing uh, my sets to to or close to failure. Uh, at least the, the total number of sets I could remember within a week, for example, that were tough were drastically less during periods where I found that you don't need to be training that hard you don't need to be pushing yourself to that extreme level for you to make improvements improvements can come from from uh, much less than that and uh, it comes through uh, firstly having experience under your belt in regards to actual training experience so after years of training you start to learn what your body adapts to and, and responds to and and where it does good and where it does bad and you can use a lot of that information to uh, make uh, great decisions in regards to how to adjust your training and coupled with that when you start to learn and implement uh, RPE style of training it can uh, have a profound effect on your ability to gauge training load in relation to how fast you can recover. So I don't use RP, uh, purely RPE prescription in, in, in my training or even in the training of any Adonis athletes and clients. What we do instead is 
we have an idea of what type of weight needs to be needs to be done as a usually as a percentage and for how many sets and reps and then we uh, we say okay well at this point in training at this point of this cycle this block this weight for these many sets and reps should feel somewhere between a 7 to 8 RPE and as long as you feel that then you you're on the right track with the weight selection if on a particular day you don't feel that good then uh, you you change uh, the weight uh, up or down depending on on which end of the scale you are if you're closer to the 7 or closer to the 8 RPE and so that way you have a very good uh, guideline uh, as to where you need to be and how much you need to push your body at a certain point in time at a certain point in your training block and I found that it goes uh, it goes a long way in regards to also managing disappointment in training because if you have for example 250 kilos on a deadlift uh, on your program on a particular day 250 kilos deadlift for three sets of six let's just say and on a particular day on this particular day you don't feel too good uh, for whatever reason not enough sleep uh, stressed uh, big day at work whatever it may be and you know you're not going to get 300 354 sets of six you do the first set and it's a grinder the second set you miss you only get five reps and the third set is a total write-off you get only four reps and you're done because there has been no management plan in, in installed within the program to adjust that weight to reflect the day now you walk away from training very distraught and and let down you feel frustrated you would feel like you failed that session it was a it was a crap session but instead when you have some sort of a management plan there such as knowing that okay 250 is the is the prescribed weight but it should feel somewhere between a seven and an eight and the very first set that you do is a is a nine and a half ten rpe then you know you need to drop the weight and so by you understanding and managing that situation knowing ahead of time before you even go into the session that okay I'm prepared for this and if this happens to be uh, too heavy I know that if I adjust it to reflect these RPEs I still get a training effect because you do it is a fact that you do uh, and so you adjust now that 250 to 235 and you get the required reps and the required sets, you walk away from that session much better knowing that you you managed the situation and you, you did a wait, you had a plan B that is still going to get you a result. That session wasn't a write-off. You, you, you weren't stuck and fixated on just one goal, like one possible outcome because it could change at any time. So that's maybe a technique you can use yourselves in your training uh, in the future it requires you to uh, obviously know your body a little bit have a fair bit of years of experience under your belt uh, or at least a fair, fair few months of serious training under your belt in regards to the RPE scale and how that works it makes a it makes a big difference it goes a long way in that regards uh, try it out let us know how it, how it works out for you if you already do it I would love to hear from you. Until the next episode, this is Amir Fazeli from Adonis Athletics, where the strong belong. 
and you're listening to Bars, Plates and Protein Shakes.